with Radio On The Go News. Brian Fancher reporting. This morning, the Iowa Department of Transportation is reporting that Interstate 35 is partially covered with ice. Highways 65, 18, and 3 are partially covered with snow. Highways 218 and 14 are partially covered with a mix of snow, ice, or slush. For the latest on Iowa road conditions, go to RadioOnTheGo.com and look under the weather tab. One of the highest snowfall totals in Iowa from yesterday's winter storm was 6 inches at Loden, which is southeast of Cedar Rapids. 4 inches fell at Lake Mills. 3 inches fell in Britt and Hampton. 2.5 inches was reported in Charles City, while 2 inches fell at Iowa Falls, and Marble Rock picked up a half an inch of snow. Yesterday, about 1.18 a.m., the Iowa Falls Police Department received a 911 call from a male who stated that Gary Chaz Thompson had come into his residence without permission. The caller stated Thompson was going to kill him as he allegedly chased the caller with a pair of scissors. The caller was able to get out of the house. However, the caller did receive a laceration to one of his arms. Upon arrival, officers discovered that Thompson was still in the residence and there were two females present. Thompson had one of the females in a chokehold and told her that he was going to kill her. Officers deployed a taser on Thompson two times and were able to take him into custody. Thompson's been charged with two counts of attempted murder, one count of first-degree burglary, one count of domestic abuse assault, second offense, and he's being held at the Hardin County Jail. This week, the Hancock County Board of Supervisors approved an installment purchase contract for voting, tabulation, system equipment, hardware, software, training, and technical support from Henry M. Atkins & Sons, Incorporated. The contract is just for under $91,000, and the payments will be spread out over a period of three years. In other business, the Hancock Supervisors approved March 27th at 9.15 a.m. as the date and time to hold a public hearing on the county's next fiscal year budget. This week, the Wright County Board of Supervisors reviewed a resolution that would amend the Articles of Agreements which form the Workforce Development Chief Elected Official Consortium for the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act of 2014. The legislation was designed to help job seekers access employment, education, training, and support services to succeed in the labor market. The board approved the resolution as presented. In other business, the right supervisors reviewed another resolution that would allow the county to withdraw from the agreement. The board will rewrite the resolution and we'll discuss it further in the coming week. This week, the Cerro Gordo County Board of Supervisors said March 27th at 10.05 a.m. as the date and time to hold a public hearing on the county's proposed fiscal year 2024 budget. The Cerro Gordo Supervisors also authorized the board chairman to sign an agreement with the Iowa Department of Transportation for a traffic safety improvement uh, program project along County Road B20 just north of Mason City. Wednesday, the Clarion Goldfield Dow School Board approved a two-year tentative agreement between the district and the Clarion Goldfield Dow's Education Association. Starting in fiscal year 2024, a single salary schedule will be used and wage increases going forward will be a flat dollar increase. The total package increase for fiscal year 24 is 5.02%, including wages and insurance. The salary increase for fiscal year 2025 will be a flat $1,500, making the total package increase for salary and insurance at 
0.22%. The Clarksville City Council met this week, discussed uh, new businesses coming to the city and if the businesses need council approval prior to opening or operating. The council said it would be good practice for new business owners to come to a meeting and introduce themselves and their business with no other action taken by the council. Researchers at Iowa State University studying the water content and temperature of crops using two sets of faraway sensors, one that's on a satellite in orbit while the other is mounted on the International Space Station. Brian Hornbuckle, an ISU agronomy professor, says they ultimately want to develop an early warning system for crop stress. We'd like to know whether or not plants are happy. And what I mean by happy is whether or not they have enough water to do the things that we want plants to do, and that's produce things like food feed, fiber fuel, and fossil fuel replacements for humans. Thriving plants respond to sunlight by opening thousands of microscopic holes on their leaves, which also releases water vapor, a process called transpiration. When plants are not happy, they can't open these holes in their leaves to bring in carbon dioxide to do photosynthesis because when they do that, they lose water. And when they don't have enough water in the soil, then they can't afford to use lose any water through their leaves. And when they do that, they heat up because they're no longer sweating, kind of like what humans do to cool off. Well, corn growers who use center pivot irrigation systems might be able to take action based on this information. Most Iowa farmers would have to use the data differently. This early warning would be useful for farmers to make economic decisions about whether or not to sell the grain that they've got stored already now or later. It's not going to be useful in terms of farmers actually doing something on the ground because basically once we plant things, they're going to react to the weather that we have. While the measurements will cover a wide area about the size of an Iowa county, Hornbuckle says more data about crop stress could complement tools such as drought maps. Iowa has experienced quite a bit of drought the last few years. And so what we will be doing is looking at those areas of Iowa that have been identified that have the most intense drought and see if we can see something different with this new instrument in the plants that are in those locations versus the plants that are in other areas that were less affected by drought. The three-year ISU project being funded by a NASA grant of about $536,000. Today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program is David Jones, one of the organizers of the Teen Serve non-denominational Christian summer camp that will be coming to Iowa Falls in the summer. Those attending the camp this summer will be helping with interior and exterior painting jobs in Iowa Falls and surrounding communities. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker program airs weekdays over the noon hour on KLMJ with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. Also, we have a few weather-related announcements here on Radio On The Go for today. These are school-related announcements. Rudd, Rockford, Marble Rock, and Nashua Plainfield. Both those districts are on two-hour delays for today. So, again, RRMR and Nashua Plainfield both on two-hour delays for today. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 33 and the low of 21. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.